0: To Cobra Kai Never Dies, we are talking today about Season 2, Episode 9, Bulpo.
1: This is, listeners, the penultimate episode of the season, Um, and I happen to like the penultimate episodes of the season in Cobra Kai, because we've been through one before, Yeah, Um, and each, I've decided to call it, um, I know that this show will run for an infinite number of seasons, and each season in the penultimate episode, Johnny and Daniel inch closer to being friends.
0: Yes, only to have it, uh, no spoilers, wrenched away, yeah. one would say. Mm-hmm. So pulpo, let's talk about that before we get into the synopsis. Um, what does that mean? Octopus, obviously, in mm-hmm. Spanish. So are, are there other meanings? Because you seem to be implying that there's like more... You know, I noticed that uh, Carmen, when she's at the restaurant, orders... Like a dish with pulpo in it.
1: Really? Yeah, so they're Whoa. just sprinkling
0: that pulpo all throughout. Man. Yeah, it's this kind of attention to detail. That's what keeps you guys coming back. Anyway, <laughs> getting to the IMDb synopsis, Johnny cautiously takes a stab at love, while Daniel and Amanda enjoy a romantic date night. An attempt to bring the students the two dojos together backfires as hostilities between the ter- teens escalate. Mm-hmm. this is not
1: as far off base as most of the synopses for i know that's not saying much um, um to basically this episode is very much about like different rivalries or dichotomies in the episode exploring them a bit mm-hmm. before everything kind of blows up in the last episode of the season
0: yes um so we open with This kind of somewhat ridiculous training sequence—it's a montage. It is a montage. It's it's actually kind of a great montage. Yeah, it's a great song. Uh, Fifth Harmonies. That's my girl. That's my girl. And we've got Sam. That's your girl. That's someone's girl.
1: Someone's girl. And we've got two girls in this montage. We've got Sam doing katas on the beach with Robbie and Tori sparring with Miguel and. I'm gonna say it. I, I liked it. It's kind of awesome.
0: Yeah, I think they were trying to do an homage to like Rocky working out and Drago working out and comparing their styles but in this case uh, the styles were like, okay, yeah Sam's on the beach doing her kata and and Tori's like, working much harder oh. at the gym. I mean, I'll say this this is just like Rocky and Drago. Drago looks like sweat is just like pouring off his body. He is doing the most. Rocky killing- was pulling a sled, man. Did Rocky have like an angry Russian coach, like shooting him full of steroids I and mean, yelling into his face? I don't know. He had Paulie
1: Paulie was angry.
0: Everyone knew. Everyone who's anyone was pulling for Drago. I'll just say. It. Well, yeah. No, that's and, yeah, fair. Come on now. And do you feel like uh, between the Tory and Sam rivalry, are you are you pulling for for Tory?
1: The crazy thing is, I don't like Sam, and yet. Yet, like, I'm pulling for Sam in these, because, you know... But, why? Well, okay, so it's interesting, because, like, watching this montage, it just got me thinking, like, how... I mean, it's kind of cool that they're, like, recreating, like, sort of the uh, Daniel-Johnny rivalry, but with two girls. Like I almost wish that they put more into that cuz it's like it's a neat montage and it kind of made me think like this would be so cool if they'd actually developed this rivalry beyond like yeah you... this one-dimensional mean girl being like kind of bitchy and Is it
0: but it, no what cheapens that rivalry is it seems like it's very clearly over Miguel. Right, It's not but, really about
1: But that was again like the rivalry between Johnny and Daniel was over Allie. So I at its core you think? at its core. So I'm like actually I don't have a problem with it being romantically based. I just think it's sort of like It's thin soup, you know? Um, Like, they never... Tori and Sam, for that matter, like, they're not very well-developed. I would say, like, if they'd, like... Like, this would be basically starting from scratch, but if it had been, like, an Aisha-Sam rivalry... Also thin soup. Also thin thin soup. soup, But if they'd never, like, tried to do this bullshit thing where it's like, we're friends again, and they'd actually just kind of leaned into the idea that, like, these people are never gonna get along, that could have been kind of cool. But anyways, so, like, with... I do root for Sam in it just because... They do, like, kind of set it up well, where you, like, Sam ends up looking foolish in most of her interactions with yeah. Tori, so you do kind of feel like, yeah, man, get her, Sam. And I never feel that way, ever, so that surprised me.
0: Yeah. What about I'm... you? It
1: sounds like you're a Tory booster.
0: I'm only... <sighs> yeah, Sam as a character annoys me because she just seems so wishy-washy, and in this case, I just found her behavior at this party somewhat ridiculous. Um, do you want to get into the party? Let's get into the party, okay. because, um,
1: uh, so basically, um, shortly after our montage, like, we see Sam talking to her friend Moon via Skype or WhatsApp, wherever the kids use, and Moon's throwing a party, and she wants, like, uh, all the Miyagi-Do people to come, and she also invites all the Cobra Kai people, and, like, we, well, just, you know, we Moon have just a... just wants
0: everyone to be friends. Yeah, everybody
1: get along in her house. Um, And we have like a nice little thing where like the Miyagi Do people arrive and like they're like facing off against the Cobra Kai. Yeah. Can we talk um, about the
0: demographics of this party? Yeah, yeah. So I've noticed several people, possibly in their forties, who showed up. Not just Stingray, but others. So Moon has a very diverse guest list, but also there's there's like fifty people at this party. And, what, there's, like, five principal Cobra Kai folks and five Miyagi-Do. And it's, like, the entire... They're like rock stars, I feel like the entire... Right, it's like... The C's part and... The
1: C's part, just so like they can glare balefully at each other, but okay.
0: Can't you mingle? I mean, whatever happened to mingling?
1: Yeah, what happened to like the non-karate practicing people, but like... There's
0: none left, I really don't... I think it is essentially a karate If
1: you, as you said, if like we have got ten karate people, that's like one-fifth of the party, man. That's huge. Right, right. And it's kind of a neat thing where like every... Cobra Kai person has an equivalent Miyagi-Do rival, like you've got well, I mean, the original rivalry was like, what, Miguel and Robbie but then you've got Tori and Sam um, you've got uh, Hawk and Dimitri, and my, oh, you have uh, black guy introduced this season and white guy introduced this season, whose names just escape me right now. Yeah, but they're
0: glowering at each other. They're glowering at each other,
1: and my very favorite, you have the kid who is known as Virgin uh, facing off against Asian
0: Virgin I think his name is Brad? One of them is, but named they're both Brad.
1: incredibly tiny, yeah. and they, they might be my favorite. Yeah, they're tiny. Epic and they rivalry. Each other.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, these rivalries are so. I don't know. I mean, again, the, yeah. the outsized influence of karate. It's just it shapes their worlds. It to shapes their be rivalries.
1: Honest, I'm jealous. I wish I had had a rival.
0: I mean, maybe you just need to commit to any sport.
1: <laughs> I don't want I to have to do a sport to have a rival. I, I just that's, want that's one. That's the
0: thing. I mean, I mean the CrossFit. The CrossFit cult, right? Like you,
1: you could still have a rival in CrossFit, like that you're girl so who does tired more pushups after than you,
0: you. Work out, I mean, you don't have time to like socialize with people outside, right? Yeah, right. you're just like in the world. Yeah, no one understands. No one understands except your rival. Exactly. Um, So, oh yeah, right. A- Sam at the party.
1: Yeah. So uh...
0: <clears throat>
1: Sam and Tori face off, not in like a karate match, but like in a drinking game where they have was, to like stand on. Kegs. Yeah, you know,
0: and. and I, to concede Tori does kind of start this because Sam's kind of sullen. And I feel like Sam's mood is weird because I, as I maintained in the last episode, I think Miguel is moving on nicely. He seems like a supportive boyfriend of Tori. He's helping like put her workout videos on YouTube and he's doing all the like supportive boyfriend things. And I feel like Robbie and what's it, <laughs> honest to God, forgot her name. Uh, Robbie and Sam have been together Burn. an equivalent amount of time but she's already got one foot out the door. Like, her mind is drifting to Miguel over and over again. She's getting flashbacks. She finds she's the octopus day- yeah, she finds that, that the he octopus. wins
1: her at, like, the and arcade. And it's kinda like, season. Robbie
0: has not made that much of an impression on her. Like, he doesn't have a hold on her. And- like, I
1: don't know. It's weird, because it's like when Robbie and Sam are together, they seem, like, you know, gross as usual. But, like, yeah, clearly, like, uh... But like obviously their relationship seems pretty like bland milk toast but they seem like happy except like Sandra's sometimes it's a love
0: the one you're with kind of person so like she's fine being with Robbie because he's literally living there there's yeah. no one easier to date than someone who's li- living in the next room this I is
1: guess. true um but yeah like she you can see there's like a pining over Miguel which is which is probably what makes her, like, want to throw down with Tori, although Tori clearly starts it. And
0: you don't see Miguel pining. Like, he was pining at the end of season one, and he was, like, especially when they... Because when he was Darth Miguel. Yeah, yeah. when he was Darth Miguel, and he's experienced a lot of angst, maybe, in the first couple episodes. But he's, like... He's gone. He's he's not making, like,
1: weird, like, screensaver things for her anymore, PowerPoint presentations. I, I
0: feel like Sam is already, like, drinking heavily, and she's already in the mindset to fight Tori. Because, let's be honest, like... Tori doesn't like Sam because maybe that's part jealousy and part, like, she's a preppy rich girl. But I feel like Sam's kind of, Sam is such a passive character. For her to act out in any way, it's got to be motivated by some sort of, like, deep.
1: Well, I think also, like, I mean, and I'll say this, like, Tori's, like, mean to her. Like, Tori's a bitch to her. So it's like, and, you know, like, as somebody who does not like Sam and does not find her compelling, I honestly think, like, the moments, like, in this entire show where she's, like, Even halfway interesting are like when she's reacting to Tori and like doing stuff that, like yeah, in this in this party she plays a drinking game with Tori and ends up winning and like actually like and she's like gets sloppy drunk afterwards and all of these like made her seem much more human than her like than any other moment. Yeah,
0: Marlowe, you heard it here first. She seemed like a human being, Sam.
1: Well, I (laughs) I think that she like actually came across as like a person. Do you think that
0: she could plausibly win that drinking game against Tori? Yes, I do um uh, how how because she doesn't seem to ever drink
1: right but she's got like balance skills from miyagi-do like all of miyagi-do is about is like standing on items with so one it leg up in an
0: actual fight no yeah. Sam would go
1: down so quick right but like yeah but in that actual like balancing and managing to shake off your drunkenness to like stay up a moment longer yeah totally i, I give it to sam
0: yeah uh and tori yeah falls to the floor hits the ground um Angrily
1: stalks off. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, I, li- I like I like. that rivalry, like, enough that I wish that it wasn't so thin. That's all. Like, I have to
0: ask the question. If you were Robbie watching this, what would be crossing your mind? Because he's like, you're not acting like yourself. I would think you're clearly trying to impress your ex-boyfriend. Is that right, though? Because
1: it's like he's witnessed Tori being, like, a, a bitch to his girlfriend. Like,
0: I mean, two plus two equals four. Like, that's not enough. You, I don't, uh, don't know,
1: man. Like, Tori's pretty mean. Like...
0: Yeah, but you look at Sam. Sam's not the type of person to take up a challenge. I mean, there's tons of people that are mean. She could have fought Asian bullies. She could have fought any of her mean girlfriends. She didn't go after any of them. Tori's the only one that she's ever stood She to. rises to the bait. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I
1: suppose. I don't know what Robbie's thinking at even the best of times. Um,
0: That's true. And the other development is, shortly after she wins said drinking game, she's hitting the sauce again. Um, Robbie tries to get her to stop. So does Aisha. And then she learns that... Uh, Miguel actually brought back Miyagi's Medal of Honor. Chekhov's Medal, man. Right. You know, um, you'd forgotten about it.
1: Right. Like, you have forgotten, um, but, like, Miguel brings it back after Hawk stole it, and, uh, Gives it to Robbie, who answers the door of the Miyagi residence because he lives there. Um, and Robbie just pretends the next day that like he just because found he it is in the dirt. Quote,
0: Rightfully insecure about nah. his place and her feelings.
1: Fair. Um, and so Sam just gets that revelation dumped on her, um, and then she goes to see Miguel in like uh, the she backyard. On the sad train. She's very drunk. He catches her when she kind of trips. They kiss. Question you for you: she... Who kissed who? Yeah,
0: that was my question too. Um. Given this reaction, I feel like I think she kissed him. I think
1: there was a look. Okay, here's what I think.
0: Okay, doing the breakdown. Yeah,
1: I, I was watching very carefully, like a creeper, <laughs> and they is any other
0: Cobra Kai podcast doing this like scene by scene, <laughs> second by second? I don't know how many times we watch a scene, oh.
1: people? But they're both like. He catches her. They have, like, a moment of intense eye contact. They both kind of lean in and do it. Afterwards, like, uh, Miguel's like, I can't, Tori, you know, we shouldn't do this. And, you know, he's, like, immediately like, wait, no, I'm sorry, I have a girlfriend. Um, she's more like, I, I-, I think she would have continued making out.
0: Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so I think...
1: So it wasn't exactly, so it was
0: like... right?
1: Yeah, but the actual kiss, I think, was just kind of like, you know, they're both, like, in the moment, they kiss. Um, but, like, definitely she's more into it than
0: Yeah, he Interesting. I mean, I think that's, I mean, if this show was able to do nuance, like, the way they did in season one, I think that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. it's, like, Sam's pining over him and Miguel has moved on because mm-hmm. he's evolving as a person and a character. Yeah, I think that, that could have
1: been cool. Yeah. Like. Also, like, you know how season one was like someone about like Darth Miguel and like basically like you take this very sweet kid and at the end of the season yeah. he's like, I don't know, a little angry rage machine. Um, while I'm glad they backed away from that because Miguel is just too lovable, it would have been cool if they could act, if they had whatever they had in season one and could do that with Sam. Cause like she comes across here more just kind of like a bit of a hot mess than yeah. like. It, it doesn't. It's not as compelling, I guess, but but it does mirror episode like the penultimate episode of like the last season, season when she, when Miguel gets drunk and like you know yeah that's true um, well, lashes out at Sam and Robbie right.
0: If you say everyone's worst impulse is this inability to move on, so like when they show Johnny at the beginning of season one, the reason his life is in shambles is because he's never moved on from high school. He's stuck on his high school girlfriend. And his, like, all valley and all of that stuff. And the time that he shows growth is when he's able to let that go. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting, like, Miguel has let his first relationship go and the anger from that. Whereas Sam is, like, she's, like, reflecting Daniel's arc. Where she's just, that old LaRusso instinct to just, just dig obsess in. over things. Yeah. And, like, she has her own high school rival now.
1: Which, again, yeah, this could have been yeah. cool if they just did this better.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. maybe next season, Tori will be like, uh, well, I mean, no spoilers for the last episode, which was quite intense, but maybe, maybe Sam, or, sorry, Tori is like, oh, what? Um, I got early admission to UCLA. I'm like, I don't care about any of this. <laughs> how, Hi, Sam! i
1: sad <laughs> when your rival moves on from your rivalry.
0: I know, I know.
1: Like. Oh, God. I mean, I've never had a rival because my life is sad that way. But, like, God, wouldn't that be the worst if your rival's just like, who well, are you? Well, the best
0: revenge is living well. Oh, and
1: God. Like, Everyone says that, but... Um, yeah,
0: I, I can see Tori. Maybe Tori, like, yeah, becomes an engineer or something and, like, gives up her fisticuffs. Or only fisticuffs on the weekends. Oh, you mean her uh, her brass knuckles? Right.
1: Only brass knuckles on the weekend, eh? Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. sure. Right.
1: I could see that. Um a
0: weekend brawl. A weekend
1: warrior, if you will.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so let's talk about another one of like the party rivalries, which is yes. Dimitri and Hawk. Oh
0: god. This got me because I feel like Dmitri. And this is... by the way... sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. I just interrupted you. No. Like nobody's business. Go ahead. No. I was gonna say Dimitri just won't let this friendship go. I think that's very affecting. It's just like, no matter how terribly Hawk treats him and spurns his affections, it's like you can see that kernel of friendship that he's trying to get back. And
1: I want to say that, unlike the tori Sam thing, where I'm like, this could have been better developed, their rivalry like is well-developed and makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's... You know, they were best, you see, like, the exact, like, trajectory of their friendship from, like, being best friends to, like, now belonging to rival dojos, and you see this moment where, like, Hawk has just discovered that his old girlfriend, Moon, has moved on from him. Whoa, moving on is the theme, yeah? Yeah. Um, And is now dating a hot girl named Piper. Um, I was kind of worried that he would see them make out and be, like, titillated by it, but like, no, he's just depressed, which, you know, was, like, yeah, that probably should be your reaction. Yeah, and he's
0: spouting this whole, like... He's definitely read the game.
1: (laughs) Right, like, you make a girl jealous by, like, or you get a girl back by making her jealous. Of course, he tries to hit on Moon's new girlfriend, doesn't work out for him, he's sad, he's on the couch. And Dimitri comes to sit next to him, and there's this nice little moment where, like, you know, he's like, have you seen the new Doctor Who? And, like, Pox pretending he's too cool for that, but then, you know, they're geeking out over it. And it's nice. It's a good callback to, like, oh, yeah, these guys have been friends for, like, a really long time.
0: Yeah, I just wish it had... if. It would be one thing if he was like, oh, and remembers that he's too cool for this, and he feigns indifference. But his default switch is just to be super mean yeah. and, like, aggro.
1: That's because he's, like, he can't feign indifference. He has not moved on from, like, his past or their friendship or anything. He's pretending to be someone else as opposed to, like, actually being like, I don't really watch Doctor Who anymore. It's like, he's desperate to know what's going on with Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So what do you think of, like... When, you know, he's, like, kind of depressed and looking at Moon and Piper making out and Dimitri, like, tries to comfort him or, like, give him some advice? What'd you think of that?
0: Um, I think that he, he desperately wants to be the kind of person that he's portraying, which is, like, too... Like, he can't integrate both sides of this personality. Like, if Cobra Kai badassery is, like not caring what anyone thinks, um, then feeling things, feeling sad and depressed that his ex has moved on is, like, the opposite of that. And I feel like Dimitri is just a reminder of, like, his old self. Mm-hmm. And he has to murder dead. So every time he's feeling vulnerable and it's like Dimitri's there, it's like he has to kill that part of himself. Right?
1: Because I was honestly like, Dimitri's, like, you know, what Dimitri said wasn't so bad. It's just kind of like, you should, you know, you got to move on. Like, find some inner peace. It worked for me. And I'm like, that, that like, you know, Dmitri could have said a lot douchier your
0: he also things. said something true, which was, like, it's that kind of attitude that drove Moon away. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely.
1: And, um, Pock reacts by dumping a cup of something clear yeah, on his head.
0: It's, I just feel like Hawk needs so much therapy that, you know, no yeah. one's gonna be able to go near this kid.
1: Now, what do you think? So, the way this resolves, I guess, is that you got... So Dimitri's, like, shocked, and, like, also what's interesting, and this always happens with, like, high school movies and shows, is that, like, when Hawk dumps a glass of something on, like, Dimitri's head, everyone laughs. Like, that, I don't think that would really happen in real life. Most people would be like, what?
0: I don't remember high school that well, and we didn't go to that many parties. But are like, are teens sociopaths? Is like this entire town? Like, ser- no, seriously. If you saw like something like that happen, like you'd be like, "What the fuck? Like, who is this dick?" And right? You would in. be like, "That's so funny."
1: But now he's wet. I don't know. are <sighs> People
0: just meaner than we think they are. <laughs> Do we think? Yeah. Do I mean, we please sh- just write in if yeah. this happened at your high school. Or at a party you've been to. If recently. you regularly
1: laugh at people if getting you, drinks spilled on if them. If you were the
0: one dumping drinks over people's head.
1: And you, you laughed heartily. Yeah, every, every, please write yeah. it I,
0: I really need to know.
1: But, so then we get um, a scene where, like, Somehow, for some reason, there is a microphone, and it's yeah. this party.
0: Is there karaoke at this party? I did party? not
1: notice any karaoke going on. Just, I don't know why there's a it's microphone. It's like just
0: leaving, like, it's Chekhov's microphone, right? and leaving, a, or like, maybe there's a bullhorn laying around it's somewhere. It's
1: like, it's the kind of microphone that exists, like, you know, like, at prom, when they're, they crown, like, the homecoming queen, wait, I'm sorry, I'm mixing my dances up, but you know what, they like.
0: Moon has, like, a chalet. I guess. But it's
1: like, yeah, it's almost like the kind of thing like if you were at prom and somebody like commandeers the mic to make a speech. That's the kind of microphone that's at this party for no reason. But anyways, Dimitri commandeers it to make a speech. Uh,
0: it's less of a speech than a full-on roast.
2: Should we play it? Yeah. I'd like to make a toast to Eli Moskowitz. Oh, I'm sorry. Some of you might know him as Hawk. But underneath that crazy clown cosplay and whatever type of manic panic he dumps in his hair, he's still good old Eli, my binary brother. Oh, he was my binary brother. You know who he is now? A real zero. I love Matthew. All right, that's enough, Dimitri. Don't let that angry red air do fool you. He's a big softy. We watched every Harry Potter movie together. And he bawled like a baby when Dobby died. <laughs> In the words of Eli's hero, Steve Jobs, I've got one more thing. Have any of you heard of sleep and uresis? Don't. That is the medical term, of course. In the King's English, it's good old-fashioned bedwetting. <laughs> and Eli here? Is a pro. My mom even had a special air mattress for sleepovers. And she called it Eli's Waterbed. <laughs> um, so it's brutal. It goes
0: on for I think way too long. Yep. Um and, and I've been, you know, team Dimitri in that it feels like Hawk has been gunning for him all season and So this feels like payback, but it just seems, one, do you feel like it's out of character for Dimitri to do this?
1: No. I mean, my thing is that I think they're both, like, Hawk and Dimitri are both, like, different types of incels, basically. Yeah, Um, that's
0: probably true. um, And... They've got a lot of rage to work out. Right. And and Dimitri is going to work it out with, like, Trivial Pursuit and a a microphone. Like, he might be, like, one of those really mean stand-up comics. I could see that. Yeah.
1: also... See, it's, and this is actually, like I said, I think their rivalry is pretty well done, because, like, when... Doc Dim-
0: will go on to shoot up a community college. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: right. Um, whereas Dimitri's more of, like, an internet troll, I think. But, right. Like, but, like, but, but, like, you, I was, like, sort of like, man, I don't know how to feel, because on the one hand, like, you totally understand why Dimitri commandeers the mic. Like, he just, like, was trying to be nice to his old bestie who's been, like, an asshole to him, and, like, he gets a drink on his head. But, like, how do you feel about revealing your friend's bedwetting,
0: yeah, and it's so interesting because Miyagi Do is all about uh, they they kind of distinguish themselves um, by taking the higher road, right? T- Demetri says road. it himself.
1: He found inner peace, right? right? And
0: that's such bullshit because, like, the very first opportunity, the first microphone he sees, he just picks it up. And you could have gone like surface level when he was like he reads Harry Potter. Right. You could have like ended it with that. The yep. bedwetting thing was a bridge too far. It was me. a
1: bridge too far. Yeah, yeah, that that did seem like a bridge too far. It's like he mentions that like hot cried at Harry Potter and everybody laughs. That's, and like, feel, about, that's about right, You know, and I
0: also feel like it degrades, like, if you're just a lovable nerd like Dimitri's purporting to be, then, you know, you don't lean, you don't buy into the kind of philosophy that reading Harry Potter and feeling emotions over it makes you, like, a weakling or, like, a loser, but he knew that the other people at the party. Yeah, would laugh. I know. Well, God, I hate everybody at this party. Then they laugh you know, at like everything. They're such an easy why crowd. Why are parties where people are like, you can read what you want? Like, is this just not exist in the teen world? Is everyone just like a simmering cauldron of emotion and insecurity? But he
1: feels like basically he's well, outing. Who gives a Hawk. shit
0: what these people think?
1: But yeah, but like I guess it's like Hawk's image entirely based on like you know being like too cool for school, and so he's he's outing him. I get it. Wouldn't
0: it be interesting if like the people at the high school were like, yeah, we all.
1: <laughs> actually, I, I want to. I,
0: I wet the bed too. I, I want to bring
1: something up and spoiler, guys. In the next episode, near the beginning, like you see, like Hawk and Miguel in class, and a kid actually comes up to Hawk and says, "Hey, man, it's okay. I used to wet the bed too," which I was like, "That is actually sort of the thing that would happen. It's yeah. weird, but like." People are dicks, but they're not necessarily as dickish as you think
0: they are. Yeah. And then, of course,
1: Hawk immediately clams up and gets, like...
0: Yeah, because Hawk doesn't want to belong to the general masses. He wants to elevate himself. That's right. That's the only he's, way... He's
1: the elite. He's Cobra Kai. He right. doesn't cry or piss. No right. liquids come out of Hawk. Exactly. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh... stands by that stage. I do. And then you get kind of a neat thing where, like, you know, Hawk, like Hawk is ready to, like fucking kill Dimitri and advances on him, but then you've got, like, the Miyagi doge, like, getting his way, and there's, like, a nice little face-off, um, until the cops arrive. I don't understand exactly why. Yeah, what is
0: triggering this? Because, like, they weren't making that much noise. It's, it's like, Dimitri's stand-up.
1: Right. It's like, not like, I didn't even hear much music playing. And, uh, but yeah, whatever. The cops come. Maybe everybody not. goes to run. Can we talk a second about Stingray? Like, I... Yeah,
0: Stingray and his poor girlfriend who shows up to this party and she's like, I thought we were going to hang out with your friends. And she's looking around and there's like a bunch of teens and... A girl you know yeah. <laughs> look at your life look at your choices
1: and stingray does edward 40 hands which i'd like to note nobody else is doing why are you doing it yeah um but then i had this thought and it was a bad one Oh. so stingray is like uh, it's been established as like a child of the 90s mm-hmm. um like us basically and he's like a guy who like I don't know probably grew up like watching karate movies and kind of idolizing it and a guy who didn't go to a whole lot of parties in high school himself and is now sort of like living out his adolescent fantasies through this group of of kids.
0: Nina is Stingray us? Are we Stingray? Why would you dump this on us? I mean this is I wrote this this down in my notes. Is Stingray us? Um, (laughs) This is worse than my Crease reincarnation theory. (laughs) Never mind. No. We won't revisit nope. that. Um well, I mean, I did just pick up a Home Depot application, so who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe if we find ourselves running through the woods. No, I mean hiding in the leaves.
1: God, Stingray is totally... the show is basically attacking us, our
0: generation. No, but I mean
1: like there's the boomers, like uh are they boomers? Sure. Um Johnny and Daniel. Yeah, they're boomers. And like there's the Gen Zers oh, no. like all boomers, these kids. No.
0: Johnny Johnny's probably An they're both. Are- like,
1: yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're Gen X. These kids are all Gen Z. Stingray is the only millennial represented in the show. Stingray's and he's
0: forty, though. I mean, aren't we almost forty? No, we're not. I think we he, s- I think he's actually our age. I think he is. Please, somebody tell us how how old Stingray is because we got to take a hard look in the mirror. Oh my god,
1: I think he's I think he's thirty five. Uh, you know, um, I, I hate to reveal this to the interview. I'm going to hit the but internet. That's my age.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, did I ruin this? I feel a chill in my heart. <sighs> Think of what stingray... Re- oh, God. Okay. So anyways, let's talk yeah, about our favorite no, Gen Xers for There's no way. There, I have no Gen Xer idols. I, I'm too cool for no, that. No,
1: no, no. Johnny and Daniel. Now we know they belong to Gen- Generation X.
0: That's true. And... That's true. Good segue, though. Yeah,
1: good segue, right?
0: Um, so... Johnny finally is on a date with Carmen. Um, they're very adorable together. Um, and Daniel and Amanda end up at the same restaurant because there's and like two there's restaurants. two restaurants. And something I notice is that it's such a fancy restaurant. It has a maitre D. And then after the evening is over, there Johnny gives his like a valet ticket. There's oh, a yeah. ballet at this restaurant, right? And it's Where Mexican the fuck restaurant.
1: Are they? Well, I mean, L.A. Okay, maybe are but, they in L.A.? Yeah,
0: they, they gotta be God, somewhere in L.A. But like, I don't know. Um, it doesn't seem Johnny's style. But anyway, but
1: it's like, but it's also like it doesn't look that. Fa- I mean, it's a, it looks like a nice Mexican restaurant. But, yeah. Uh, so yeah. somehow, of course, they're both at the same restaurant at the same time, and there's only one table available, and it's the table next to Carmen and Johnny. Um,
0: so I can I. This is a, t- a total aside. What do you think? Carmen and Johnny talk about? Because they start off talking about Miguel Mm -hmm. and then karate, and I'm just thinking if they had actually got on a date without, like, a weird... Yeah, without Daniel and and Amanda present, I mean, like, what would the next... the first hour would be entirely karate, Miguel, and then what? What do you think they talk about?
1: Actually, I I had this thought, too. It's like, this is actually kind of a weird first date, like a non-first date, because, of course, it's really about, like, the rivalry between Johnny and Daniel and not anything about Johnny and Carmen... I don't think they have anything to talk about, really. Like, yeah. they talk about Miguel. It's interesting, yeah. I, I would actually, I think that Johnny really wants to be Miguel's father, so like, hey, sure, why not? Go Is ahead. It's not
0: really about romance for him?
1: Well, no, I mean, he, also, Carmen's hot, but like, uh, yeah. yeah, but like, I really don't know what they would discuss. Although, wait, wait, I mean, they've had, like, heart-to-hearts and stuff about shit, right? Like, about, like... Johnny letting go of his. I past.
0: think I wonder about relationships like this. Yeah, <laughs> it keeps no. me up at night. Yeah, I, like, I just don't understand. Carmen, how do you would... want to spend? I mean, we all know that she dated Terry Silver. Oh my god! And so she's already dated one Karate Don. Does she want to do another? I mean, is this I know her she's type? she's been down that road, according to yeah. you. Um yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I Maybe I, it's just, maybe I'm judging it too harshly. It's a first date, you know, you're talking about the things you know.
1: And, of course, like, they don't end up really having that kind of first date because they end up on an inadvertent double date with the La yeah. Um
0: And so it starts off kind of tense, and um, Amanda is just a team player, and she's kind of, Amanda's, she's so tolerant of Daniel's shenanigans. I just legendary patience here. But
1: I'll say, that, and I, I've always liked this about Amanda, that, like, she just, she kind of takes the fact that her husband has, like, a high school karate rival in exactly the way one should take that. Is like, that's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And she basically, like, makes fun of them for it, and is just like,
0: You know what I want whatever. to see is, like, we're just one, in the last episode, there was definite standoff between Amanda and Daniel. Like, this was a real sore point. An open head wound in your oh, yeah. marriage. No, but now they're totally over They're it. totally fine. It would have been nice, like, to see that, okay, when Daniel automatically reverts back to that kind of defensive behavior, I I think it would be interesting to see Amanda react to that and be like, oh, he's not moved on obviously nothing will, like, make him move on, and that would be the last straw. Because,
1: you're right, Amanda kind of went from having really legitimate grievances about their relationship to just being like, oh, whatever, Yeah, it's so
0: adorable and lovable, and, like, as long as you're not destroying our business, it's fine. They're dojo rivals. Um, It's just not the way, I think, authentic conflict happens. Yeah, probably not. Yeah.
1: I mean, again, I think it's just that it's nice that, like... One of the things that was good about season one was that, like, the show recognized its own ludicrousness more, I think. And, like, I feel like Amanda's the last remaining person who's like, this is stupid, guys. Um, <laughs> which is good. Somebody has to say it sometimes. Like, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, like, basically, they are unwillingly, like, at, at uh, adjacent tables and basically, like, um, Johnny and Daniel start talking shit about each other's dojos. Whose dojo is bigger? Et cetera. Yeah. Um, you know, and like a little bit of good old-fashioned dick measuring. If and, you were I on know. a first
0: date and this happened, what would be your uh, reaction? Would you say? Oh my out? god, I'd be like, oh, fuck this.
1: No, yeah. this is so fucking uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but
0: yeah, Amanda and Carmen are both like, this is adorable. And I'm right. just like, is this Let's push the like-
1: tables together. I'm like, Amanda, I could actually see wanting to do that because she actually... Okay, this I realize is what I like about her. She seems like a troll. Like, I could imagine mm-hmm. her wanting to push the tables together just, like,
0: no, it just was, to fuck with everybody. it was Carmen's everybody. idea to push the Right, it was together.
1: Carmen, which I don't understand why you'd Maybe want to do Carmen that. Maybe
0: Carmen is a troll, too. Maybe Carmen's
1: a troll. I would not yeah. like, you know
0: what? I didn't yeah. into that.
1: Um, so, yeah, then they're actually, like, at the, like, basically sharing a table. Um, I gotta say, okay, what do you think of the fact that, like, they're in a Mexican restaurant, everyone else is just, like... Just ordering, like, Mexican food, pronouncing the words correctly. They're in Los Angeles. Johnny orders a Coors, and then he orders, like, Tacos Polo with okay, a hard shell. Okay, I have shell. an
0: anecdote about this one. I heard that. I thought, there's no way you can live in California all your life and do this. But someone we went to high school, I heard this secondhand, did pronounce fajita, fajita, fajita. I shit you now. No, that is not true. That is a true thing. Wait, who? No, you can't say it on air. I will tell you the but... <laughs> air, but this is a thing, and... What the... Yes, and so, I will say, and, and given how sheltered Johnny is... is like, he? ...doesn't know the internet. I mean, his resistance to change or new things doesn't surprise me. He thought, like, Miguel was from Mexico or All whatever. Right, yeah. The general kind of, like, cultural whatever. That's true. I mean, ignorance, yeah. Ignorance...
1: You're probably right. And
0: I feel like Daniel's one of those people that, like, he's not, gen- like, necessarily more enlightened, but he's one of those people who's like, I know how to use chopsticks well. I know what sushi is, you know? Yeah. So he's, he's pretentiously enlightened, you know? Okay, I,
1: I could see that. They're both, like, two sides of, like, The same a, coin. Right. Yeah. I get that. Um, I, I only think it's, like...
0: I and mean, if it's I like, were Carmen, I'd be like, surely I can find a man Who in can California, say polo. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> um... Carmen uh, needs to up her standards. It's kind of sad. Yeah. She, she dated Terry Silver, then Graham. She did not date Terry Silver. That was more of a torrid affair <sighs> that resulted in Miguel's birth. But hey, neither here nor there.
1: Stop being a Miguel truther. Um,
0: <laughs> Again. But,
1: yeah, like the thing is, okay, no, I'll, I'll let this go. You're right, and it, it, it makes for good comedy and like good contrast and all that. But I'm like, wait, but you like, not only did Johnny grow up in Los Angeles, like, he grew He's, up rich. He grew up rich, which is not to say that like I don't know that he should know everything about Mexican food, but generally when you grow up rich you're like exposed to like more
0: yeah. stuff. But then again his stepfather was fairly crude and like And
1: you I know. guess yeah, and his mom was like not rich or his mom was like kind yeah. kind of like portrayed as sort of a little trashy but like married up because yeah. you know. Okay, yeah, but it's still strange to me. But all right, yeah. I'll get over the 2nd embarrassment I of mean, it.
0: I think what we're supposed to take away from that scene is, like, Daniel is automatic like, it, it's like Johnny's trying to play along, and I feel like Daniel's the one who starts... Oh, yeah, Daniel's, sort of, like, super dickish about it. I just hate that quality How's so much. How's your course? Yeah, he takes a cheap shot at his drinking... Um and he, the weird thing is I found it super weird that they decided to bond over the waitress. Oh, I
1: actually like, thought that was great. I mean, that is the kind of thing like two so dudes like would bond over. It's so The waitress like, like both uh, Amanda and Carmen like order food with like oh with sour cream or can I have this instead of that and the waitress doesn't write anything down and says and that thing she remembers is, it's it. It's
2: not
0: unthinkable. Like. That's actually a skill that I think a lot of waiters and waitresses have. Is like they can memorize tons of shit and they don't need to write it down. But both Johnny and Daniel are quite skeptical. And yeah, then when the a food weird. arrives, thing to be skeptical about right.
1: And then when the food arrives and there's like no sour cream on like Carmen's plate, they're like, oh look, you gotta write it down. That's like the moment when the ice cracks. Like yeah. when they're like, whereas in... I
0: would be so deeply turned off by that. I, like, I love that. Like, they're both assholes. The waitress. That's yeah. the thing. Maybe that is it. Right? Like, yeah. stop
1: pretending that, like, they're both, like, gooey and soft at the center. Like, they're both kind of, like, sort of dudes who'd be like, yeah, bro, you always gotta write it down.
0: Um, okay, Why don't you have a pen with you? <laughs> to be totally shaving.
1: fair, the ice really thaws when uh, the ladies are in the bathroom, which is something that... Do you ever go to the bathroom with someone? I don't do that. But, like...
0: I mean, we could start. It's just, why? Anyway,
1: so they both go to the bathroom and leave the the dudes alone to, like, be hostile. But then the ice really thaws when, like, uh, Daniel asks about crease. And, you know, and they're like exchanging pot yes. shots, and Johnny's like, "Uh, look, he's bad news. I thought he could change. He couldn't. He's gone
0: now. And there's like, you know, they're... they bond over Crease's insanity, which is his entire role. I mean, it's fine. And,
1: you know, I mean, Daniel's pot shot at Crease
0: is really excellent, where yeah. it's
1: like, oh, did he die again? <laughs> Better have yeah, a... Actually, he's wait, I'm, I'm just going to, like, yeah. put it
0: in here. Um, fucking crease yeah Johnny's being all vulnerable and talking about what the dojo means to him and what his vision for it is and it just seems they're actually having a genuinely good time actually there's a thing I really liked when it's like when Daniel's
1: all like and Johnny just says like I'm trying to run a business man which is like actually what I thought was like all along Daniel's dickishness comes from the fact that he doesn't seem to realize like this is a business
0: again another stolen opportunity for a man to have been like yes this dojo is just a hobby. Yeah. I mean, we have a business that has been neglecting. neglecting. Yeah. <laughs> Why I mean, is anyone with me here? Do I just want Daniel and Amanda to divorce? I want her to like, be better. Also, I noticed that when they were all dancing, Amanda like was like, Johnny, you've got moves. So I was like,
1: Oh, the fan fiction Johnny just. Johnny Amanda itself. fanfic.
0: They're Somebody both, writes some. They're both people at the top of their game. <laughs>
1: that is not even remotely (laughs) true
0: um one of the car dealership game the other one of the dojo game you know but they're all having
1: fun drinking and at one point like johnny like when they order another round of drinks johnny's actually like last time i went four rounds with Larusso, i got a kick to the face which i thought was like oh that's a moving on thing if they're ever yeah
0: that's um, yeah, it's it's have, sad it's
1: all got to go to hell, right? But right, like they, it's nice.
0: Yeah, when they come outside, they have a tender handshake. Oh,
1: so tender.
0: Yeah. You know, unfortunately Lady with meaning.
1: This penultimate episode is a bit less homoerotic than like their bonding last season in the penultimate episode, but you know, still pretty good. Still yeah. still pretty good handshake. They're yeah,
0: and I have this feeling of dread. I mean, had I not already seen this episode, I always feel like this is what they do. They build up the stakes and you know it's it's going to be ruined. And who who is to blame for this? Robbie, naturally.
1: Oh. Well, yes. Last scene of the episode, you know, uh, with Johnny and, hey, he and Carmen actually live in the same apartment complex, so he walks her home, I guess. And then uh, he hears a knock on the door. He opens it up, and it's Robbie with drunk, drunk, drunk Sam. Um, okay. I mean, you yeah. know, the thing it is... It makes sense to do that, totally, I guess. Totally, because yeah. Samantha is like... I you know it's interesting because she's like I can't go home if my parents see me like this they'll freak because I guess like Sam, you know Sam's a good girl although I mean didn't she have like her spate of being popular last season like the I don't yeah know. I
0: feel like she probably got drunk she she fucking got a DUI or something she was in a she she just she mildly caused a car she accident. caused a car accident I know yeah
1: but like I I guess she's like. Oh, my God. Well, I I get it. I would feel the same way if I was that age and, like, hella drunk. But then again, my parents seem a lot stricter than hers, Exactly. Exactly. Like, her parents are really just like, have fun and make good choices. I'm just
0: genuinely annoyed that, um, you know, Johnny has everything come together. He's thrown Crease out. He's moved on from his karate rivalry. He has this great first date. And, of course, Robbie's there. Speaking of which, we didn't even cover Robbie's mom coming back into the mix. Right. So, yeah, Robbie's mom is not in Cabo. She's back. And she says Cabo was a
1: mistake. And my first thought is, how long have you been in Cabo? I think
0: at least two years. <laughs> I mean, we don't even know what happened to Rick. Oh, wow. Good memory. Yeah, I keep track of all of her boyfriends, you know. Um Just in she, case this comes in handy. She's stopping by um, only to tell him she's headed to rehab. But before that, she tells him that, you know, you can stay here. I love how she's just like, Casa LaRusso is, is su casa. Yeah, yeah exactly. totally. She's really offering up. But she's also like, you know, your father does care about you. You could stay with him. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Do I, you actually think, did he ever finish that note to his son? Never.
1: Yeah. Please. He I was distracted he's, very he's early on. He's busy
0: putting the moves on Carmen because he hopes to be Miguel. A Zadarka father to daughter. a better son. Yeah, I know. A better, better son. Um, You're so mean, man. But now you, you agree with me. I don't feel like the. Uh, He's really sincere. You, you're, like, reconnecting with your son after X many years. You you try once, and then you're like, eh, it didn't well, work out. I mean, Robbie
1: rebuffs him pretty hard, like, any time they should ever, like... He's a
0: child! But, like... Okay.
1: Wait, I'm gonna make a holistic theory of the entire oh, show. Oh, God. Yes, <laughs> we're doing this. If the entire theme of the show is second chances, right? Um, and... So... Johnny, like, is convinced at this point, after, like, season one, like, understandably so, that it's, like, sometimes you do get second chances, and sometimes, like Reese, you just don't. And he's, like, of this mindset now that, like, he's just not gonna get a second chance to, like, be part of Robbie's life. And I think, like, uh, and that's why, like, when he, I mean, sorry, spoiler guys, but, like, In the next episode, like, you see him, like, interact with Robbie, and he's just, like, and he buys Robbie, like, a fucking trapper keeper, and he's just so fucking happy that, like, this kid, like, came to him, even if it was more, like, at a meeting to stash your drunk girlfriend somewhere.
0: And also, yeah, there's that scene uh, during dinner when Daniel, again, I feel like he's rubbing it in his face, where he says... Yeah, we enrolled Robbie in school, and Johnny doesn't take the bait. He's like, I'm glad he's going back to school. Right. That's the right There's this thing.
1: moment yeah. where it's like, that's that's a good moment, because it's like, he's no longer, like, jealous of this relationship. Or maybe yeah. he still is. It's obviously painful for him. But, like, he's more just, like, focus on what's important. Robbie's not a fucking delinquent anymore, mm-hmm. I guess. Although, didn't he miss, like, half a year of school? Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Right.
0: Uh, yeah. Why are we talking about
1: Robbie's <laughs> grades and performance in school? Right. Like,
0: how is he? Is he actually 20, do you think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he would not be in the same grade as the rest of them. I'm sorry. He's missed too much.
0: He has that 90s hair. Like, maybe he actually did go to high school. Remember tonight. when
1: he was, like, a felon? Like, he stole a lot I of know. stuff. I know. Is all of this um... going
0: to catch up with him? God. Anyway. <laughs> sorry. We, we went down a dark road. Right.
1: So, yeah. The episode closes with Robbie. Drunk Sam and Johnny staring at them dramatically. So, I don't know. Like, what did you think of, of the episode as a whole?
0: Um, I like the pairings. I like what they did with the storylines where, like, everything, um, the the love triangle... I mean, maybe we added more nuance to it than the writers intended. <laughs> We're always <laughs> yeah, doing I know, that. God forbid. Like, maybe they in- intended it to be an honest-to-God love triangle, but for me, it feels like it's showing that This is kind of at its core Johnny and Miguel's show in that Johnny and Miguel are the only characters this entire season, especially in this episode, doing the right thing, moving on from old past hurts, and all of the people that are, like, left behind. Like, Hawk's not moving on, Sam's not moving on, Daniel's trying, but we know he's gonna backslide. Like, I think he backslides in, like, ten minutes.
1: Right, but, like, in this episode... His his
0: dickishness is, like, like, always under the surface. Um... But yeah, it's just heartwarming to see Johnny kind of, like...
1: I mean, I honestly thought this episode is, like, what's nice and what makes friendship possible for Daniel and Johnny is that here, they are finally at the same level of dickishness. Yeah. Because usually it's, like, one of them's way more dickish than the other one. Um. But here, they're, like, perfectly matched. And then you're like, you guys can yeah. be bros. Like, you both think it's, like crazy for a waitress not to have a pen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. a weird or, thing to
0: bond over, but right. okay, sure. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, there's also, like, sorry, this is this little beat where, like, uh, Amanda and Carmen are just, like, kind of bonding over, like, oh, high school's so crazy, right? And, like, you know, Amanda's like, oh, I know. It's all like, everybody's so, like, all over the place. I remember having a, a new boyfriend every week. And then Johnny, like, laughs or cackles into his hand. And it's just, like...
0: Is he slut-shaming Amanda, you think? Yeah, a
1: little bit. Yes, yeah. Yeah, he totally is. And then Daniel glares at him and it's like, ah, you Oh, whatever.
0: I mean, if you guys... If, I don't know if you've listened to the Karate Kid podcast we did for the first movie, but it alludes to... You know, Daniel having some—he had like a girlfriend back in Philadelphia or whatever. New
1: Jersey, you Philadelphia. Jersey,
0: sorry. Um, but he seems like kind of a player too. Uh-huh. Maybe but, it's okay for him. Well, yeah.
1: But anyways, it's like it's one of those things where it's like they're both kind of like immature.
0: Right. They're both
1: kind of like the worst in different ways. Yeah. They should don't... They're like us, basically.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I thought we were like Stingray, but now I guess we've elevated we're ourselves. We're like
1: everyone.
0: There's a little bit of Hawk.
1: And a little bit of what
0: Dimitri it? Oh my in god, you know us. the most Hawk incel moment was when, <laughs> when he was like... He's like, I like your hair. And she's like, I like your hair. And he's like, yeah. I don't really let people touch it, but you can touch it if you want. Yes. <laughs> I am yeah. like... You to use that line. You can touch it if you want.
1: <laughs> you can touch it if you want. The Hawk story. <laughs> uh, oh
0: my god. Anyway, hard to move on from that. So a y- rating. Yeah, rating. Um, okay. I I really like this episode. Um, I think it moved forward a lot of storylines. So I'm gonna give it a 3.5 uh polos. <laughs> Tacos. That's not bad. Yeah.
1: Um, Okay, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Holy shit. Yes, I liked it quite a bit. The things that I didn't like about it were basically just like, I wish the previous episodes had set up like the Sam and Tori rivalry better, which I'm not going to fault this episode for. Like, Mm -hmm. if you take it in a bottle, it's very well done. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.5 Hawks Manly Tears. At Harry
0: Potter, the moment when Dobby dies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Strike first. Strike hard. No No mercy. mercy.